With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What's up, everybody? Uh, Before we get into the formal intro that we usually do for this episode, you could see the title of this episode. It's a special episode. John Mara has spoken. Now, this is a very hypothetical conversation. David and I have... I feel like we've done a very good job throughout the summer and throughout the offseason. We've done a very good job of really trying to stick to football, talking about the team, analyzing the team, reasons, points and reasons for optimism. Now, this episode is a little bit differently because this is a lot of hypotheticals. So if you don't like conversations like this, where it is a lot of hypotheticals, it is very critical. I'm very critical of the team. David is kind of backing up the team in a way. If you don't like these conversations where it's so where it's very nitpicky, I'm going to encourage you to click off right now. I've really enjoyed the support that everybody has given because I feel like what David and I have done is a very, very good job. But this is a very different type of conversation that we usually have. And I honestly, I don't want to trigger anybody because I know, especially in today's time, in today's day, um, people can be easily triggered by certain things. And especially on Giants Twitter, if it's not something that they like, um, then I know that people won't hesitate to leave bad ratings, and I don't want that. So if you've enjoyed what we've, what we've been doing, but you don't like conversations like this, I would not be offended if you clicked off. But I still do think that this is a fair and analytical and critical conversation to listen to. So I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think, and we'll be back to analyzing uh, football and previewing the Giants for the rest of the week after today's mini quick little special episode. Peace out. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 67 of Bleeding Blue, and today we are taking a break from our previewing the Giants series because yesterday, John Merritt decided to speak and open his mouth for the first time in a very long time, and at least I, myself, Justin Panic would have preferred that he did not do that. David and I have some very differing opinions on this, and we figured let's take a break from our previewing the Giants series and talk about this briefly. So, without further ado, let's bleed blue. So let me tell you the story about how David and I thought of coming together and doing this. <laughs> we, were, we were about to record our Golden Tate episode, our previewing the Giants Golden Tate episode. I timed it perfectly because I figured, I'm like, ah, the hearing happened on Friday. We're definitely going to hear some sort of decision by early next week. So let's schedule his previewing the Giants episode to be on Wednesday. So I was a genius, David. But then David and I, we were talking about John Mara's comments. And David had the wonderful idea of let's just have an episode on it. 
Yeah, you were really frustrating me with what you were talking about. So I decided, rather than the two of us argue for no one to hear us, let us let's argue so everyone can hear us. Let's do it. Because Justin, I'm ready for the smoke. I I am I am so fed up with overly reactionary people. I am so fed up with people just not understanding logically where what why people are saying what they're saying people just want them want other people to fit their narrative in this case most of giants land just wants john Marriott to fit their narrative so justin admittedly um we have very little structure regarding this episode because it was check me on this it is not an overreaction to say that we decided to do this less than 10 minutes ago no no it is it, that is not a inaccurate statement but i also do want to preface david we we both don't think that this is the biggest deal in the world no but john mara it's such an interesting interesting conversation his role with the giants and obviously well duh he's the owner of the team so good one justin but his role with not just obviously with the team but in football decisions it is more than people think. And I, you know, I don't have insider information. I do not. But just by using context clues and the disaster that has been the previous seasons, the disaster that was the Ben McAdoo years and how that all ended, that's where all this is stemming from. And him opening his mouth today and speaking on behalf of things that he should not be speaking about fully. Now he can think these things privately. But let's just, I want to, before we even get too into what he said, I want to review what he said just in case people don't know what we're talking about. John Mara. So he was at Giants practice on Tuesday. I saw him. I made an observation. I'm like, that is clearly John Mara on the sideline. And he and you, he usually is not out for Giants practice. I did not think he would be speaking to the media. But lo and behold, from inside the Giants practice facility, from inside. So after practice, where all the beat reporters go is they go inside the Quest Diagnostics Training Center, not outside. And I guess either players answer questions. I think that's where they have all the press conferences. So... Here's one of the big significant quotes. I hope Eli has a great year and Daniel Jones never sees the field. And here's another quote in terms of um, John Mara talking about and commenting on if a QB change were to be made, it will be up to Pat Shermer. However, Mara said he would like to be informed of some sort of QB change beforehand, but said it'll be Shermer's decision at the end of the day. Mara hopes it's not a decision he has to make until way in the future. Now, David, before I get all poo-poo and before I get all criticism, I understand. I am also a Giants fan who is rooting for the Giants to win a lot of football games this year. And I know the way that the Giants are going to go out and win a lot of football games this year. And, you know, I'm a Giants fan. I want them to go out there and win the Super Bowl. I don't want them to suck. It's it, it has sucked watching them suck for all of these years. So I'm of the belief right now, this is where my brain is at. Eli Manning, starting in 2019 and playing for as long as possible, is best for the Giants' 2019 season. Daniel Jones playing right away, or Daniel Jones playing for as much as possible during the regular season, is better for the direction of the franchise as a whole. 
there's some teams that do make the decision like you saw the Jets did last year. However, they didn't have Eli Manning. They didn't have a quarterback like Eli Manning. Eagles did the same thing a few years ago, except they had Sam Bradford and not Eli Manning, not a future Hall of Fame quarterback. So it's just so complicated. This is such, such a complicated situation that the Giants find themselves in. But I feel like what John Merritt did today is he only made it worse by opening his mouth. So... I'll I'll continue some of my thoughts as we go on, but I want to hear from you, David. I I understand the um I, I let me let me address let me address what you said point by point. I understand the frustration. Why is he even speaking? Why why is he getting him why is he putting himself in front of cameras? And it's because honestly he's that well that's not that's not my main critique. It's the way that you choose to address yourself and what he chose to say. Well, I said let me let me address what he said and why and, and why he was there in the first place, why he was speaking to the media regarding football situations, those are separate entities. So I get the frustration. I understand the 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 criticism of he shouldn't really be speaking on things that aren't in his lane. He hires people to make those decisions. Let them make them. I get that. I'm really not. I'm not really here for all of the rumors about how much John Mara has uh, decision-making power uh, in football operations. It's not rumors. I'm it's not, not rumored, I'm David. Not, it is rumored. At what, at what point have we explicitly been told or explicitly know that he, he, he was the one who decided to, to start Eli in week, uh, in week 17 of 2016? Uh, we don't yes, know Yes, you that. do. Because why would a head coach go back on a decision like that? No, no, no. Right there. Right there. You said why. Right there. But you know it, you David. Know. David, you know it, man. You know it. All I'm, What I'm saying is I, I need to judge objectively. The same way that John Mara needs to judge objectively. I need to judge objectively. And what, what, what am I tired of, Justin? I'm tired of speculation. I'm tired of doing episodes on things, all prediction and things somewhere in the air that I can't see. What I can see is a president, a CEO, an owner who got up in front of the media who probably shouldn't be speaking on these matters. It frustrates me when guys like James Dolan with the Knicks does it. It frustrates me. It, it's frustrated Jets fans for years as Woody Johnson has done it. I get it. It's really not an appropriate lane for John Mara to be in. That being said, he's the damn owner. He can do whatever he wants. He signs every single check. He can do whatever he wants. Furthermore, if he's not happy with the, with the direction the team is going, he has he can pick and choose who he puts in situations to make decisions. I'm not saying it's great for the team. All I'm saying is this is where he's coming from. And I think I think we're forgetting that John Mara is the ultimate leader. He is the business leader of the Giants. I think that's very important. So first I'm addressing why John Mara's got every right to be standing there. He has every right to be to be saying what he's saying, to be standing there. So we can't get frustrated when he does it. Because whether we like it or not, he has been the president, the CEO, the owner of multiple successful teams. You're just finding a scapegoat. I think no, you're finding a scapegoat. You're looking for you're looking for the easiest scapegoat, the one who, the one who's the most in the background, and that's John Mara. David, we lost football games. That's where I'm coming from, and I'm frustrated by losing football. Let me ask you this: over the last, I'm just going to say, over the last four months, it's a ran, it's a somewhat random number. 
Are you not encouraged by the direction the team is going? Absolutely. I absolutely 100% am. Who put Dave Gettleman in that position? To, who put Dave Gettleman in John position Mara. to do these things? Who put... But how many months How many months have we not heard from John Mara? It's been a while. It's been a while. You think John Mara's speaking is really the problem? No. I just think that what he chose to say today is a reminder on why the Giants are exactly where they are in this complicated quarterback situation that they have right now, where I'm not saying, I'm saying it's complicated. That has been the word that I have used on Twitter all day. They are no longer technically in QB hell, I guess, where maybe technically they're, they're not in QB hell anymore when they know that Daniel Jones is going to be the next guy. So QB hell was knowing that the only other option was Davis Webb or Kyle Laletta. That was, that's QB hell. So I get it. We're not in that. Until we know that Daniel Jones is 100% the guy, we're still there, and Eli Manning is out on that football field. Well, Daniel Jones has shown us more in a drive of preseason play than Davis Webb showed us in two years. Correct, and I'm so excited about that. So, I I understand. I I really, I get it. I just don't under, what I don't understand is the guy gets up there, and whether you like to like to admit it or not, you've you've mentioned this on podcasts. You've touched on it. We've had when we've had you've had especially conversations with people who might be even a little bit more quote unquote in the know than than you or I. We've mentioned how they the the Giants run the organ the 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 business like a family business, and what you're misunderstanding there is that's true. Giants fans, as a general whole, they want to hear from John Mara. They wanted to hear from Wellington Mara back in the back, back, you know, decade or two ago. And I'm not questioning that, David. I'm so, questioning so what, is, what he so John Mara, to say. Why? What, what did he say Because wrong today? the football people, the football people that are chosen to run this franchise, that is Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman, they, are, should, they should be the ones making football decisions. Not He's, John but he never Mara. he never said he was. No, but David, you know that's false. I'm going to go back to this again because let's just say Pat Shermer goes to Dave Gettleman. Now, again, hypotheticals. I hate this. What ifs? Um, but we have to talk about it because it's happened in the past where John Mara has vetoed a move that an executive, that a coach has made, that they have all signed off on, and then he has gone back on his decision. So. The Eli bias that is present in this organization, it still is there. Now, I understand actions can also speak louder than words. They did take a quarterback at six, but why not go out there in today's press conference, David, and just play it very vanilla, right? Play it very laissez-faire. We want to go out there and win as many football games as we possibly can this year and doesn't matter who's that quarterback. Whoever is, we are going to play the best guy who is going to be available for the job. Why not say that? Because what you're doing is you're alienating just like they did. They did this to Luletta last year, but Luletta in a way deserved it because of, you know, his, his problems that he had and he stunk, excuse me, and he stunk. <laughs> but why are you doing that to your sixth overall pick in the draft? And your next franchise quarterback, you're saying, oh, we don't want to see him for an entire year. I understand that, that Eli Manning is playing this year is best for the 2019 season. And I have gone back and forth, back and forth, back and forth 
so many times on what I want to happen, what's best for the franchise. It's so tough. It is such a complicated situation. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know. But the Giants have only done it to themselves, and John Merrick continues to put his foot in his mouth by saying these outrageous comments. Now, again, call me a hater. Call me and say you're making too big of a deal about this, but I'm sorry. This has been the source of losing football these past few years. John, so so you're saying this kind of ideology, from not what John Merrick is saying specifically, but the, the kind of ideology he's using is the source of the losing football. Yes, because he's not allowing people who are making football decisions to make those football decisions in the ways that they absolutely want to. Now, again, we don't know that. I think gonna, I, I think I know that's going to piss you off. I think you do. It's going to piss you off. I think you do, David. I can see the writing on the wall too. It, it's it's too complicated. Like you've said, it's too complicated the situation to start putting yourself in nothing but hypotheticals because then it could never end. It never ends. I could put myself, I could say, I could do a hypothetical too. And I could say, well, honestly, if, if you think about how inept of a coach uh, Ben McAdoo proved to be for much of his coaching career, I don't want him making that decision. But that's what he's hired to do, David. That's what he's hired to do. You're an owner. Sign the fucking checks. And you know what? John Mara made a mistake and he quickly realized he made a mistake. So he took the power out of his hands and and quickly, swiftly fired him right after Good, that. And happened. I'm glad he deserved to be fired quickly. It's a it's a it's a business decision. People forget John Mara is running a business. He's a fan, but he's a business owner. First and foremost, he's a business owner. So if if the head of take forget that we forget the Giants. Forget that we're talking about the New York Giants. Forget that we're fans. Forget that we want to see our guys win every Sunday. Think about this being a Fortune 500 company. Think about it being some random firm. Oh, random firm. And there's a guy at the top, and he hires a bunch of people to make decisions, to go into meetings, to win him clients, to do whatever whatever is necessary to make money, to make money and be successful. And fairly quickly finds out these are not the right people. That owner is not only going to fire those people when given the opportunity, but he's also going to, he is going to make sure that while they are still there, if he doesn't trust them. But also, David, if you don't give those people the opportunity to make football decisions and to carry out their plan, then that's on you. Ben McAdoo had plenty, had time to, to, to carry out a football plan. No, no, he didn't. He technically wanted Patrick Mahomes, and that's been reported. So, no, he did not. But again, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. This is like again. I, I, all right, I want to. We're gonna we're gonna cap this off, David. I want to give you your time to finish your your final thoughts because I don't want to make this too long of an episode. I want to just finish off by saying this. I hope that you're still listening. I hope that you're still here. I'm excited about what this team is doing. I am frustrated by losing football, as should you, in my opinion. I get it. There is an extreme homer bias in this Giants fan base and good for all of you that are willing to stick through this and stick and stick and stick with this team no matter what. I'm willing to do the same. I'm just willing to be a little bit more vocal about it than some other people. I like having these kind of conversations. I like it. 
because it addresses root causes, it addresses root problems. That isn't just the X's and the O's on the field. You got to have these conversations sometimes. I think as a podcast, we've done a very good job of kind of staying away from these conversations, but because also at the same time, Dave Gettleman, Pat Shermer, um, and then trading away Odo Beckham Jr. and tra- you know getting rid of you know all these guys that would cause off the field problems. They never gave us a reason to have these off-the-field conversations. But the second that I think, and in my opinion, the, one of the problems that the Giants have had the last few years shows his face. Literally the fucking second that he sh- showed his face and he opened his mouth, this is the conversation that we're having. So I'm excited for how this, for where this team is going. I'm excited for Eli Manning in 2019. I'm excited for Daniel Jones in 2019. I'm excited to go out there and win more football games than we have in years past. And I think we can do it. I think we have drastically improved. But regardless, it's going to be probably most likely a messy, messy ending for Eli Manning. And it is not going to be the most comfortable transitions into playing for Daniel Jones. So... That's just what I hope everything goes perfectly, but odds are it's not. Is it time for my closing statement? Yes. First and foremost, I'd like to say I once he put once he was there in front of the cameras, in front of the media, I don't really know what people expected him to say. I, I told I you what I wanted him to say. I, yeah, but I have no problem with him saying, with him giving a vote of confidence to Eli Manning. That's what, that's what that was. That had nothing to do with Daniel Jones. It just so happened that the backup has a name. That the backup, all, the sixth overall was, pick of the 2019 draft should not be a backup. Justin should not be a backup. Plenty plenty of first round, first overall picks have been backups, Justin. Yeah, that's not the league today, David. This isn't the 19 fucking 70s. And what have I said? What have I what have I said multiple times on this podcast? Haven't said in a while, so maybe I'll refresh everyone's memory. What I have said was just because the league doesn't operate like that doesn't mean we need to beat the league at the league. There's nothing wrong with doing it slightly differently. All I'm suggesting is this guy maybe is not gonna play week one. And that's what John Mara is saying. John Mara said what every fan is thinking is exactly what you just were just saying, which is in a perfect world for this season. Because if you are a Giants fan, and this this really gets me, so I'm sorry. If you are a Giants fan, if you're a fan of any team, and you're sitting there, and instead of thinking about the high of winning, winning 12 games, the high of winning a playoff game, the high of winning a Super Bowl, all of which we have experienced, if you're thinking about not having a couple of losing seasons, and not going through hard times with your team, if you're thinking about that over the high of winning, you need to reevaluate your 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 priorities as a fan. Because in my opinion, 2011 is still a greater experience than this what this has been a shitty experience the last couple of years. And that's exactly why Daniel Jones needs to play as soon as possible. No, you're you are, th- exactly you are thinking strictly long term. You said it in this episode. Eli Manning in 2019. I did. If you if if the Giants are if the if Eli Manning is playing well in 2019, that is best case scenario for the Giants this year. This year, correct. And to me, all I care about is this year. If we get into Week 12, and that winning is not going to be there, it's it's evident that the winning is not there, like it was last year. Then I can change my tune and I can say, you know what, we have no choice but to look to next year. 
But right now, with a vastly improved team in most aspects, John Mara went out there and said exactly what I think every fan should be saying, which is, in a perfect world, this this year, we're not going to see Daniel Jones. Maybe in 2022, we would have liked to see him for three weeks this year. But I don't really care about 2022. I don't care about 2020. I care about 2019. And if if in 2019, what I believe is that Eli Manning should be the should be the starter for 17 weeks, for 16 weeks, because that means that team's playing well. That's what I care about, first and foremost. All right. So I hope you have not given us a one-star rating on the Apple Podcast app yet. <laughs> this is exactly why I say that David is the favorite co-host, because you have me who's hooting and hollering and yelling here. But like I said, regardless, I hope you just know. I am excited for this season and I am going back and forth on this. You know, I look at the you look at the league's trends and how football teams in today's NFL are winning. They're winning with NFL quarterbacks who are on their rookie deals. And the sooner that you play them, the more you can have an understanding on what that quarterback needs around him. So when you have all of the cap space in the fucking world, your team can go out there and they can spend and they can draft accordingly based off of what your quarterback needs. And then you go out and you win. Cough, cough, Seattle Seahawks. Cough, cough, Los Angeles Rams. They made a Super Bowl last year. And basically, the or you, Philadelphia Eagles, even though Carson Wentz was hurt, he basically did take them to a, uh, a first uh, a, the first seed in the playoffs the year that they won the Super Bowl. So... The Patriots have been the exception, but a lot of other teams, they are forming, and the trend is getting the quarterback on the cheap rookie deals and winning within those first four to five years. So, David, I think we're going to end it there. Uh, I, I want to thank you for listening to this. Um, thank you for – now. The, the, we're not, we don't argue like this this every episode, right, David? We don't do that. No, we don't. We, I will, we need to be transparent, Justin. Transparency is very important. Yes, please. Um. For transparency's sake, we do tend to argue a little more once the season gets started. I would you agree with that? Yes, a little bit, yes. a little bit, because 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 it's natural that fans are gonna are going to watch the same game and can see very different things on different plays. Um, but I no like this. This is this was definitely our most argumentative episode I think we've ever right. had. Right. So, I, if you're, I, I'm sorry if you're a first time listener or if you're a returning listener. Um, just stay tuned for tomorrow's episode and we'll be back to our previewing the giant series and we'll be talking logically and not yelling like this. So, um, <laughs> hope you, hope you did enjoy, uh, this little bit of a different, uh, impromptu episode. So, uh, peace out, keep on bleeding blue and David in the midst of these troubling times, let's come together and stay beautiful and fuck Curtis Riley. <laughs>